Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. I am your host for the moment, Bev Ross. And today we are going to do a different take on kind of a goals episode. I know that usually around this time of year, this is when Sam and I would do our joint goals episode, but we haven't been able to get that together yet. So I wanted to share something that I started this year with and using that I think is going to kind of change the way that I take a look at where I'm putting my focus and what I am trying to accomplish and the way that I kind of split it up. And the reason why I really wanted to update this process for myself is I left last year feeling really overwhelmed. And I definitely know that I am not the only one that felt like that. I felt like I just had taken on too many things. I have too many goats. My garden had too many weeds and I did not feel like I really put my attention in the places that mattered to me most. So I sort of developed a worksheet to kind of reflect on the prior year and used that as a catalyst for creating a sort of a plan or an intention, if you will, for the year 2023. And my hope is that it will kind of lead me back to my joy farming roots. And if you've been kind of struggling with those feelings as well, then I wanted to give this to you so that you could hopefully find your way back to your joy farming roots as well. Because one thing that's really important to me is that I don't perpetuate a cycle of overworking and burnout. And it, it's really easy to find yourself in that spot, especially if you're a naturally optimistic person or you tend to lean towards yes and you know wanting to do things and wanting to be helpful. And so I really needed something to like make myself right and kind of do that introspection and figure out what the right direction is for me because my instinct, the thing that just automatically came to me immediately was always going to be, yes, I want to do it. I want to try it. I am game. I am adventurous. But I realized that that wasn't working long-term and was really like continuing that burnout, overworking cycle. So we're going to go through that process that I kind of walked myself through at the beginning of 2023 and how I came up with my focus word for the year. And 
at the end of this episode. And actually, you can go do that right now. You don't have to wait until you're done listening. If you'd like, hit the pause button and you can go over to drinkandfarm.com slash intentions. And that will bring you to the PDF workbook that I put together that kind of goes in tandem with this episode. It is free. So all you got to do is download it. It'll get emailed to your email address that you've always got a copy of it and you won't have to go hunt it down every time. So just make sure that you hold on to that email so you can reprint the PDF anytime. I personally put my PDFs on my notebook. This is my digital notebook. If you're watching the YouTube, then I just held it up for you. Mine's the remarkable, but it works on an iPad or any type of tablet or any sort of digital device that you want to use your PDFs on as well. So go do that really quick if you would like, or you can listen to this episode and then decide if you think that this method is for you and you want to use it to do a little quiet journaling and introspection time. So we will get into it in just a second. Before we start, I want to make sure and thank our drink peeps for this episode, which is Kayla Wood. Natalie Quist and Emily Hake, and they are at Honey Creek Homestead, at Cloud Lover Fiber, and at EM Hake over on the Instagram. So, cheers, ladies. Thank you so much. And if you need to get to the show notes for this episode before we dive in, you can do that by going over to drinkandfarm.com slash 225. All right, let's get to it. Okay, so I've already mentioned that 2022 was kind of one of those overwhelming years for me. Can't think of a better way to describe it. I think that describes it pretty well. And I can think really clearly to some moments that kind of caused that overwhelm and some decisions that I made that caused that overwhelm. And I also am able to reflect back and see how that overwhelm affected all of the areas of my life that are really important to me, like my family, my relationship with my partner, my relationship with my kids, the way that I care for my farm and work on my farm and spend time on my farm, how I was showing up even for my work and the things that I do to you know, put food on the table and pay the mortgage. And so all of these things are are really connected. And so that's why I really wanted something that kind of gave a big overall picture for the year to help kind of break it down and help me see those areas where I can choose differently for the next time so that I can hopefully kind of break that cycle. So the first thing that I journal about is my biggest wins for the prior year. And I always like to start with wins because when you're doing this kind of like deep introspection work, you're going to end up in some places that do kind of pull out some negative feelings from you. And so we want to start that by diving into something that makes us feel good because we need to be reminded that this look inside of how things have gone and what we want to do differently and what didn't work, we don't want to to just keep it negative. When we can look at what 
was positive, we can go look at those things and say, oh, well, maybe if I had done this, this would have been a big win instead of feeling like a moment that there was a big lesson learned. So I always start with wins for the year. And then um, I also write out moments that mattered to me. And when I'm talking about moments that matter, I'm thinking of moments that really kind of stick out in my head. What kinds of moments will I reflect back on and feel like I was really able to make a difference in that situation? And one that really comes to mind to me right now was we opened a pop-up shop at the end of 2022. It was a Christmas holiday season only pop-up shop. And I do believe that that shop, you know, kind of helps with adding to the overwhelm and the feeling a little stretched out uh, at the farm. But, you know, on Christmas Eve, I worked the Christmas Eve shift all day. A woman came in to our shop and she had tears in her eyes and was just looking really defeated. And she said, I know that this is a long shot, but do you have any stockings here? And, you know, I was, my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, I am not going to be able to help her. I don't have any stockings. We didn't order any specialty stockings or anything. You know, and even if we had, it was Christmas Eve. So I was hoping I would have advertised them enough that they would be gone. But then I slowed down and remembered that we had bought some stockings to use as like decorations or to put together maybe like product packages and stuff. Like perhaps we could like stuff a stocking full of cool things that we had in our shop and put them out. But we had never gotten around to it. It was one of those ideas where we happened to get the supplies, but we just never actually executed on it. So I had a whole stack of stockings behind the counter, kind of hidden behind something. And as soon as I realized it, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. They don't need to be fancy stockings, do they? And she's like, no, I've been to like six stores. Any stocking will do. Any stocking will do. We live and our shop is in a a town that's relatively smaller. The closest Walmart is like 20 or 30 minutes away, which is where you can usually pick up things like that when you need them last minute. But if you have a tight schedule and you have things to do, it can make that really difficult. So being able to pick things like that up locally can be really convenient for people. So when I realized I had something, I was like, you know, They're not fancy. It's just a regular, you know, stocking from Walmart. It still had the 98 cent price tag on it from Walmart. And she was just so thankful that we had them. She didn't even care. I was going to give them to her, but she insisted that she pay for them. So she paid, you know, what we paid for them, which was totally fine. And then she bought herself like some fudge and like a little snack and something um, to kind of improve, I think, her feelings and her well-being, which felt really good also. And in that moment, I thought like, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do something on a local level where I got to interact with people. I mean, if I had been having a bad day, I can't say that I would always respond to something like that the same. 
And I certainly could have been feeling bad or mad about working on Christmas Eve, but I wasn't. I had mentally prepared for it. I knew that that was what we signed up for when we put together a Christmas shop. So I was just ready to be there for whatever happened and whatever came in. And so that's a moment that really stuck out to me because I felt like I had done the preparation work for myself so that I could show up in the best the best version of myself that I really wanted to be in that moment. And I got to make a difference to someone's Christmas Eve that was really positive. And not just like the, they came in our shop and like bought some pretty things and had a lot of fun difference. Like a, I took someone's moment of overwhelm and turned it around for them and gave them a solution. And it was just so easy, didn't really put me out anything. And it felt really good on the inside. So That's the kind of moment that I kind of think of when I'm thinking of moments that mattered. And I'm sure that you have plenty of moments like that from 2022 that you can reflect on. So then after we take a look at the moments that mattered to us, I look at the moments that hurt. And this is where that kind of, it starts to take the turn into negative territory. But I truly believe that in order to make real change in your life and do something different than what you have been doing, you have to look at those moments that hurt. Because if we're glossing over those times and those things and pretending like they weren't that big of a deal when in the moment to us they felt like they were, then we're not giving ourselves the opportunity for real change and real update. So we do have to face those things. So I do make a list of the top three or four, sometimes five things out of the year that kind of hurt that I don't want to have to experience again. And then after that, I look at the lessons learned. Well, okay, I had these things that sucked and they hurt. What did I learn from this? What can I do different? I mean, there are always things that are outside of our control and we'll do a little more of that kind of work in a moment. But there is almost always something, whether it's the way that we perceive a situation, the way that we approach something, the way that we take care of ourselves before we go into something, there's almost always an improvement that can be made in some form. We just have to pay attention to the things that we're in control of and let go of the things that we're not in control of. So when you're thinking of lessons learned, make sure that it's something that you actually can look at and and do and and have some some autonomy over. And then I always list out the changes to make. So like, what are some things that I want to change in my life that can lead me to the place where I have more wins and more moments that matter and less of those moments that hurt? And these can be new habits I want to develop or maybe things that I need to get for myself, like tools, especially in a farm, you know, it could be the change could be something simple. Like I need heated water buckets because 
hauling the water every winter is just like totally stressing me out and making this really hard on my body and hard work. So you can go really deep with it, or it can be something that's really basic that changes just like everything for you with, you know, the purchase of one thing. So that's, what's kind of nice about this exercise too, is, is you can steer it in the direction that you need for yourself in this moment. Then there is a section on the PDF where I list out the things I'm going to start, stop, and continue. And the way that I like to list this out is I list something I want to start. And then I go to what's the opposite of that? What's the action that I do that I want to stop that will allow me to get to the start? And then the third part of that is continue. You know, what is the behavior or or the thing or the motion or the action that I want to make sure and continue so that this thing that I want to be different actually has the opportunity for. And there won't always be a way to kind of line it up all nice and perfectly like that. You know, I want to start eating healthy. I want to stop eating junk food and I want to continue buying healthy groceries. Like that's, you know, really simplified way to kind of look at something like that. But if there's not something that relates, that's totally fine. There might be another area in your life that you need to start, stop, or continue something that will help be a catalyst for this thing that you want to start or this place that you want to be in. And so I encourage you to kind of spend some time reflecting on that, even if it feels like it feels silly or like there's not something related. Because I think that when you give it the time to really dig into it, you'll find that related thing. And then I always just list out the things I am going to let go of. Were there any moments, and some of them might be moments that I already wrote down that hurt, but is there anything that I need to just like let go of? Do I need to let go of being a perfectionist? Do I need to let go of staying up late all night so that I am sleeping in? Do I need to let go of not, you know, uh, using the tools that I have to remind myself to eat my three meals a day, things like that. So you can also let go of bad feelings that you have about things or negative opinions that you have about something or negative experiences that you've had. Let go of those and give them the opportunity to be different this year. Of course, unless it's with someone that has harmed you or something that has harmed you, we don't necessarily need to let go of those things. We need to use those as opportunities to protect ourselves from further harm. So those aren't really the things that you need to let go of. But, you know, somebody said something that hurt your feelings one time, but, you know, you're not really sure if that was what they meant or not. I mean, you can let go of that or you can communicate with them and find out what it was or to let them know, you know, that this thing made you feel that way. And so to move forward, you'd like that opportunity to kind of dig it out. And that's kind of something that, that you can kind of use that space for. When my family's first ever baby chicks arrived, deciding what to feed them and making sure we never ran out was so overwhelming. But now I stress less each chick season thanks to Grubbly Farms. Grubbly Farms creates all the feed and snacks our flock needs to grow into happy, healthy future egg layers and delivers it when we need it. 
No more panic trips to town when we run out or staring at the shelves at the feed store hoping what we want is in stock. Plus, we save 10% on every auto shipment. As soon as our new baby floofs arrive, they're started on Grubbly Little Peck's Chick Feed and begin learning that a shake of the Grubbly Snack Bag means snack time. Together, the feed and snacks provide our chicks with optimal nutrition and make sure that they come running whenever they see me. Not only does it make me feel loved, but being able to call our flock quickly is so important if something dangerous wanders into our yard. So go to grublyfarms.com today to get your subscribe and save auto shipment set up for your spring chicks and give yourself the stress-less chick season you deserve. Use code DRINKINFARM25 to save 25% off your first order. Then we get into the fun part for the year. And that is where I dig into the priorities that I want to set for myself for the new year. So we've just reflected back on 2022. What do we want to do for 2023? And I start with what do I do or when do I feel the most capable And these can be work-related, farm-related, personal-related, just anything that you really light up when you do it, you know? And I think it's good to have a mix of of all the areas in your life that make you light up when you do them, because otherwise we tend to kind of focus on the negative side of things. And so by looking at where we're capable at, we can find good in the areas and places that we might not necessarily have control over. Like you got to keep a paycheck so that you can keep food on the table and, you know, pay the mortgage. So like, what are the things I do to earn that paycheck that make me feel the most capable? Like I'll definitely include one of those because it's good to have that win there. Then uh, I make a list of what I've been putting off. So are there things that I have been leaving around that I need to do that I have been procrastinating on? Maybe it's a work project. Maybe it is a fence that needs to be fixed in the pasture so that that darn baby goat or buck does not get out and free range anymore. I'm not telling on myself here, but I totally have some things that I put off last year that if I just do them, it will definitely make a difference and reduce the overwhelm. And I think every farm will have a handful of things like that. Some of them will be big fixes, like a huge section of fence or an entire barn that needs renovation. But other times it'll be something really simple. Like I bought myself new food bowls this year. And it has just changed my feed routine, like, all together. It's kind of amazing. Like, the feeding is so much easier, and it stays cleaner, and they don't dump it over, and they don't move it around. And I can always find the bowl because it's heavy and it sticks to where it's at. So that way they can't, like, push it around all over the place. I have to go on a hunt for it. You know, something simple like that. So easy. Such an easy change the next time I'm picking up feed. And it just makes a difference in my everyday for the chores. So you can kind of identify those kinds of places. And then I think about, well, what can I control this year? And I think it's important to know that because like, or to really think about that, because when you're looking at the things from the prior year that might not have gone the way that you wanted them to, some of that was very likely out of your control. You can't control what kind of a mood your boss comes to work in. You can't control what kind of a day your kids had at school. Can you do things to make their day better at school? Like 
you know, put a cute note in their lunch or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. There are things you can do to try to help ensure that somebody has good feelings at the end of whatever it is that they're doing. But at the end of the day, we're not really in control of them. So look at what you want to be different from the prior year and write out the things that you can control. I can control what I'm doing to take care of myself so that I am always feeling my best. And then I'll make a list of those things that I need to do to take care of myself, get enough sleep, drink enough water, eat enough meals, eat a variety of foods that make me feel good. Make sure that I am treating myself like the entire pan of tiramisu that I made myself for dessert last night. I haven't eaten the whole thing yet. I'm going to have like a couple pieces a day until it runs out, but things like that. They just, you know, I'm in control of that and it puts me in a good mood. Tiramisu is a great way to start the day. So why wouldn't I do that every now and then if I know that that's going to improve my mood and put me on a path to having a better day, which just translates into a better life? So make sure that you're thinking of things that you can control that really make like a big difference to you. And they're going to be different depending on what it is that you really care about and make sure that none of them are like a punishment to yourself. Society likes us to feel bad about the things that are different about us than what the culture considers the norm or the majority, but we're ignoring all of those things because we give zero clucks about them. So what can you control that feels good to you, that that you want? So don't make this a spot where you focus on the negative or something that you need to control in yourself or you know stop yourself from doing if it's something that you really enjoy it. Like you really enjoy watching TikTok videos for 15 minutes in the morning do it. Set a timer. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I know there are people that are going to say, no, you should never have screens first thing in the morning so that you can get on with your stuff. But, you know, if you get that little dopamine rush from 15 minutes of TikTok, do it. Set a timer. Make sure that it doesn't go for, you know, 15 hours instead of 15 minutes. But, you know, you need to have a good balance of treating yourself and setting expectations for yourself so you can show up as your best self. Then I look into what I want my core values for the year to be and who or what I want to be this year. Like, do I want to be the best gosh darn soap maker out there? Well, then everything that I intend to do for the next 12 months should kind of lead to that area. You know, do I want to be, you know, the most calm mom in every situation? Well, in order to be calm, I have to make sure that I'm taking really good care of my mental health and I'm not stretching myself thin. So what are the things I need to focus on that can allow me to do that? So that's why I always make that I want to be list because it's not because I don't like who I am or I want to be somebody new. It's just that I see places where I think I could find more joy if I made some changes. And so these are the things that I I want to be or I want to do that I think might take me there. And this is the other thing about this whole process that I want to make sure that you know. You can change your mind at any point. The great thing about a PDF is if you realize that something isn't serving you or something isn't working for you, 
you go back to the drawing board and you change it. You don't stick it out just because you wrote it down for the year. So now it's a goal that you have to like hold up and hold yourself accountable to. Sometimes we don't know what we need or what we want until we start really getting into it. So I'm thinking of this year's plans as intentions over goals because I want them to be flexible. I need to give myself the freedom to change my mind if something isn't working. And it's because that's how I give myself room for growth is by giving myself that space to change my mind. Then the last area that I kind of list out is what systems need my attention this year? So is it my sleep system or my relaxing system or the way that our family plans all of our meals and does our grocery shopping? Because I mean, oh my gosh, everyone has to eat three times a day and there has to be a better system for that so that it is not so stressful for everybody. So identify those areas where you think a system could really help you and that will give you something that you can look back at and focus on as we go forward into planning out the months. And then you can pick your focus word. I like to review both of these pages that I just filled out and kind of look at, well, like where were the areas that I struggled and what is the most obvious or everyday change that can make a big difference in this. And for me, that focus word for this year was communicate. I realized that the place that I was missing was that I was putting expectations on myself without asking for clarification from the people around me. And then it was building up barriers between me and them because I thought that they meant or wanted one thing when that wasn't the case, but it didn't stop that feeling from causing resentment and a little anger in me. And so then you can kind of see how a relationship can end up spiraling in a direction that you don't want it to go. And nobody actually did anything. It was just, you know, things that needed to be done and assumptions and lack of clarity. So communicate became my word for 2023. So everything that I do is really centering off of that. So the last part of the PDF is going to be where I set my vision statement and my annual focus. And on this page that I've created in the free PDF, if you choose to go that direction, I actually created a box for all 12 months of the year. But you can plan the whole year out based on what you wrote in that PDF if you would like. Or if you want to give yourself more flexibility, you can plan by quarter. So like, just write down what you want your focus to be for January, February, and March. And then sometime in March, do the next quarter. That will let you kind of have this to evolve and grow with you as you evolve and grow through completing your intentions and paying attention to the things that are really important to you and that you identified as the things that you want to make sure that you address in your life. And then you just keep moving forward from there. 
And so there's actually just a couple more pages of the PDF. And these are kind of optional pages that you can use. So one of them is I'm in case you haven't been able to tell. And if you've been a listener to this podcast, then you know this already. I am a huge fan of planning. Sometimes I plan so much and I get such a good dopamine burst from the planning that I don't actually do any of the doing. So I have to watch myself for that personally. But I do enjoy the planning process still. And it gives me something to remind myself what I'm working for because it's easy to have those good intentions, make the plans, get the dopamine burst from the plan. And then out of sight, out of mind, And you never do the plan and you forget. And then you think about it later and go, oh, yeah, if I would have done that, then perhaps things would have shaken out differently this year. I don't know. So this page is a way for you to kind of brain dump different ways that you can apply your focus word for the month. And three intentions and the steps that you can take that are actionable that can bring you towards those three intentions that lead to the focus that you kind of want to work towards. And then uh, the bottom of that PDF also has a spot for how can I care for myself this month? And that's because taking care of myself is something that has really, really become something that I've had to put on the front burner because I put it so far on the back burner for so long that it was getting really bad. And I know that if you have work and a family and farm animals or a mix of any of those things, it's really easy to put everyone else's needs in front of your own. So I make it a priority to identify how I'm going to take care of myself and I keep it visual because then I can go back to it and I won't forget about it. There are a couple of kind of bonus pages in this PDF that you can use and make copies of as you like. One of them is my brain dump template. So I have a brain dump template. It's just kind of a spot to throw out all of the thoughts or feelings that I'm having in the moment about a particular area. And there's just like a general thoughts area. And then there's the family, the farm, myself, my work, my vision, and any extra notes. And that kind of helps me take everything that's kind of swirling around in there and get it out so that I can sort it and figure out what to do with it next. And then there's also a distractions and adaptive thinking page. And I make copies of this page in my notebook and use them anytime I need them. So the distraction section, the way that I use that is when I am trying to focus on something and something comes across my path that is getting ready to distract me. uh, Instead of taking action on that distraction, I write the distraction down on my distractions list. And that's so that I can go back to it later. And if I decide I'm not going to do it, I just cross it out. But if I do it later, then I check it off and I can get that little, you know, boost from knowing that I did something that I wanted to do that came across my periphery that didn't derail me from something I had already committed to doing. So sort of one of those like double, triple, quadruple wins kinds of things. 
And then uh, the adaptive thinking section is where I take a negative thought that has crossed my mind and I rewrite it. I rewrite the story so that it's something positive and not that immediate negative thought that my brain went to. And I do that so that I can train myself to not always see the worst in a situation or not always see the thing that's inconvenient for me in the moment. Because when you're not feeling great, it's easy to fall into that and continue that cycle. So I use adaptive thinking to kind of turn that around and train my brain to stop going to that place automatically. It's a work in progress. The more I do it, the easier it definitely becomes. And then there's a notes page that you can just make copies of if you want to just journal or write or make charts or anything else you want to do while you're kind of doing this introspection and this internal work to figure out what you want to do for the year. You can use that space for that and do that. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this exercise and this take on looking at reflecting on the past year and kind of making your plans for the one coming up. I know I didn't really like solidify on any of my plans and I'm actually want to tell you why I didn't do that yet. Typically, I have all of my goals and plans set before the new year has even rolled around. But this year... In my year of overwhelm, I recognized that setting goals and putting that pressure on myself during one of the most stressful and busiest times of the year, right around the holidays and the new year, you know, so many days off of work, so your work's piling up and kids aren't at school, so they're on Christmas vacation. You're trying to make your holiday as magic as you possibly can while also trying to close out anything that had to be done by the end of the year and start fresh for the new year. And it's just a stressful time of year, no matter how you slice it, even if you do manage to get a lot of the time um, as time off it's still a stressful time of year. So I am no longer setting my goals while my brain is in overwhelm. I just don't feel like that's a good place for me to be in when I am looking at what I want to do or what I want to be or how I want to show up differently. Because when I'm in overwhelm or when my brain is not in its best space possible, I'm not seeing or thinking as clearly as I could be. So this is around when I start doing these exercises. It's getting closer to the end of November. So I've closed up all the 2022 stuff. I've recovered from the visiting and the holidays and the family. I have gotten back into a firm routine of work and school and farm chores. And so now I'm in a place of normalcy, which is what I want my goals and plans and intentions for the year to fit into. So that's why I'm not going to be setting my goals before the new year comes around anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I'm going to leave myself open to changing my mind (laughs) in case I find out that this doesn't work for me, but I'm feeling 
pretty calm and collected and joyful at the moment. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is the system that works for me and my brain. And I hope that you found something in it that you can apply to yourself and bring yourself more joy on your farm. All right. Well, before I take off for this episode, I just want to thank a few of our Patreon peeps. Huge shout out to Ashley Davis, Tonya Harold, Kimberly Taylor, and DC Teitzel. They are our patrons for the podcast. And we have many patrons of the podcast that we just love and appreciate so much. If you are a patron over in the after hours for this episode, I'm actually going to go through this PDF. Like I'll do, it's going to be like an exercise video kind of. So like you'll see my face, but you'll also see my PDF and I'll actually be writing on it and kind of filling out some stuff. And that's just to kind of give you an inside look and an idea of how I kind of think through those things a little more deeply in case you need a place to start if you want to do this exercise for yourself. And the great thing about the PDF too is you can print and use the pages that you want and discard the pages that don't work for you because I am not going to pretend that everyone wants to sit down and do this much homework. I was always a kid that loved homework because it was something I was really good at and I felt confident in it. So I love PDFs and I love writing things and I love spending the time to really reflect. So these really work for me well and bring me joy. But if just a page of it brings you joy, use that page. Totally fine. (laughs) All right. Until next time, drink, farm, and give zero fucks. (laughs) Bye for now. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.